Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Wow, that was aggressive, Logan. I Coming like that. Coming strong. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. I believe you'd come at the guns hot. Guns hot? Uh, what's going on in your world, man? What is going on in your world? You know, I'm renting right now, but I just got into a new townhome, and I'm becoming kind of like a homeowner to a degree, and it, it, I like it. Yeah? Like, I'm like into it. What do you it. like about it? I don't know. I just like, I, I didn't think I'd ever like it, but I kind of like the projects. Like, I have a list of projects, and I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Two-floor townhome? So we have three floors, actually. Wow. We have like a middle floor. We have a unfinished basement. And that's one of my big projects. I'm going to make the unfinished basement pretty Fire. pretty cool. Yep. I'm going to put a ping pong table down there Booyah. so you and I can have our ping pong match again. Oh, yeah! A little table tennis. <laughs> a little table tennis, shall we? So I'm fixing up the basement. I had to do all kinds of randomness with laundry machines. I've been to a Lowe's like 10 times in the oh, last yeah. week. Oh, and yeah. I Have I been to a Lowe's before that? No, not really. Yeah, now, so you're, now, now it's old. like it's, it's game, game on. on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know... You're going towards home ownership. I yeah. want to run away from it. <laughs> I, I mean, home ownership is fine. I mean, yes, it's wonderful to have a home, especially one that's paid for, and that's great. But man, oh man, there's always something. We are currently, I, I think I've relayed challenges about our septic system on here before. I've gone through that. You know, I know more about septic systems now than yeah, yeah. most people. Yeah. The latest, however, is we have some kind of wiring issue with our pump that ultimately sends the dark water out to the leach lines. Oh, fun. Yeah, and you don't want a problem with the pump because when the pump doesn't work, then the dark water rises and can backfill through the whole septic system basically into your house. Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, my cousin-in-law emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Now, the challenge is is that it, it keeps tripping a breaker. Like... So I'll go down to the basement, I'll look, the breaker will be tripped, I'll turn it on, and I, I've already watched, I know what happens, the pump works, it sends the water out, it's fine, but then somewhere, it's like some gnome comes along and goes, ha ha ha, and then trip, you know, messes with the wires and trips the breaker. I have had people, we have replaced the pump, we have rewired, we have, I mean, not completely rewired, but like done the wires at the pump. Now we're going to try a new pump, that's number mm. one, and I really hope that works, because if that doesn't work... We are going to have to consider rewiring from the panel to Jeez. the septic, yeah. which is going to be awful. I like my semi home ownership a lot better than that. You know, that every it's it's it, best of both worlds, right? Grass is greener, uh, but it still has to be mowed. I I like where we live. Like, kind of, you know, we have an acre. We're kind of quasi country, not really. I mean, we're still in a neighborhood, but mm -hmm. we we don't have houses all the way on top of us. But that means we're on a septic. And septic create, you know, you're handling your own mess, if you will. Ugh. Ain't nobody got time for that. And there's always something. I mean, just, there's <laughs> always something. Ugh. Anyways, that's why I laugh when people say, oh, yeah, you know, we're looking at buying a house and the mortgage payment's going to be this. And, and clearly we can afford that. I go, yeah, what about maintenance? And yeah. what about updates? And what about the additional furniture you're going to buy because you're buying a bigger... And, well, we don't think that'll be too much. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> just You wait. have no idea. Yeah. Anyways. All right, a uh, couple of housekeeping odds and ends. You know, keep sending us those questions. We love them, 
We're getting really good questions. Uh, podcast at DIYMoney.org. Due to popular demand, we've got three episodes a week right now. Uh, that's phenomenal, and they're all you know getting the download. I mean, it's amazing. We're getting more and more listeners every day. We thank you. Uh, share it with your friends. Give us a five-star review. I mean, help us to continue to grow the podcast. We got our blog up at DIYMoney.org. So if you're just sitting around and looking for some uh, you know, additional content, we've got the Tribe on Facebook, DIY Tribe. Uh, we're putting in good videos and sort of updates regarding what's going on in the world in there. Uh, so, again, just lots of things that we're doing, which uh, is really exciting and has been very organic. Sponsor of our show, can't can't go without giving props to where uh, the folks that pay for this whole thing, and that mm-hmm. is Jewel Financial. Uh, Jewel Financial, a financial and uh, retirement planning firm. We work with folks all over the United States. Uh, feel free to hit us up at Jewel Financial. That's J-O-U-L-E, jewelfinancial.com. There's also a great amount of content there. If you like getting in the weeds with what's going on in the marketplace, you know we write and we do videos about that on, on that site, and you can feel free to check that out. All right, let's go to a question from Russ today. Russ, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey guys, this is Russ from sunny Denver, Colorado. I have a question about saving for retirement and calculating for retirement considering a pension. Uh, And I can't find a lot of information out there, so I'm hoping you guys can help. I should be able to pull 85% of my highest average salary at age 55, and my wife should be in a similar boat. I'm just not quite sure how much extra we need to be or should be saving um, or just some general guidelines for those of us who are still on pension plans that are seemingly safe and stable, but also knowing that you know there's a little uncertainty with them as well. For what it's worth, my wife and I max out our Roth contributions, um, but that is the extent of our additional retirement um, savings. Thanks, guys. Okay. Uh First of all, you're in a great position. I don't think nowadays if you have the ability to have a pension, uh, very few of them are you know, significantly underfunded. And in the certain instances where they are, for example, in the state of Kentucky, we have a pension crisis. We only talk about it when uh, you know it becomes a, a real big problem or the markets are down or what have you. But uh, we're due to talk about that again in our state. We haven't talked about it in a year or so, mm-hmm. so it's due to come up. But uh, y- you know, the reality there, though, is, is that they'll make changes for newer folks. So like the younger people will more than likely you know, face the difficulties of, of um, uh, the, the shortfall, uh, not cutting benefits, if you will, for folks that are retired or, or close to retirement. So again, I don't think it's necessarily that, that where you've got to say, oh my goodness, this is I can't bank on this. It's not going to be there. I feel the same way about Social Security. I hear people say that all the time, like, well, I can't bank on that. It's not going to be there. And the reality is we are all paying into Social Security. Like, your money that you're putting in is there. Now, the math is a little challenging because they highly underestimated how long we'd be living. That's why they keep raising their full retirement age of Social Security, and they'll keep doing it. So it's not about will it be there? It's about what age you will get it. And then, uh, you know, when it really becomes dire, they're more than likely to adopt some sort of partial privatization of Social Security than getting rid of it altogether. I mean, they're just not going to do that. So Chile, I think it's Chile, is a, is a great example of a partially privatized Social Security uh, system, and it works very well. So I 
think there's going to come a day when people are going to go, hey, I have the ability to roll out my Social Security. What should I do with it? Uh, that'll be maybe a DIY money question in 2035. I have no idea. But the reality is, is that you can approach this one of two ways, Russ. I think the first way you can approach it, which is pretty rudimentary, is just to say, okay, if we wanted to really replace our income, the highest level of income, with some inflation uh, you know, placed into there, we, we have to be able to obviously replace 15%. Uh, that is not being covered by our pension. So, I mean, just for, you know, just for math and, I don't know, I was about to say a bad word, poops and giggles sake, let's say that <laughs> you and your wife between you make $200,000. I, I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to say that. So 15% of that's $30,000. You could use, Daniel would cringe if he's here, but you could use the rule of 4% and take 30000 divided by 0.04, which means you need to have an account balance of about 750000 kicking off 4% in income or $30,000 a year to supplement the entirety of your um, current income. Now, how do you get that? Well, that's your future value, $750,000. That's at fifty five. dollars uh, Your present value is where you're at now. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the balance is of where you're at now. The time is your age between now and 55. And the I uh, interest, you could use 6 7 8%, depending on your allocation of your account. And you're solving, you're solving for payment. So if I lost you on that, just go to any financial calculator. Those are the variables that you're solving for. Now, this is the most rudimentary way. I'm, I'll talk, I'll let, I actually was going to let you go first. I totally botched that, didn't I? You didn't say You said pre-meeting. Pre, I was like, pre, pre, I was like I'm going like, to let uh, you go first, Logan. Yep, and nope. I totally stole the That's thunder. That's okay. My bad. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. Um, so, so again, financial calculator, the variables. Present value, how much you guys have currently. Uh, future value, $750,000. Uh, N, which is time, is the time period between where you are now and age 55. Um, sometimes that's done in months, so you just have to, you know, if it is done in months, you have to times it by 12. But hopefully not. Hopefully it's years. Uh, I, which is the interest rate, I would use, just to be safe, I'd use 6%. And you're solving for payment, how much you need to put in every year. Now, when you hit that PMT button and it tells you you need to put in $5,000 a year, well, if you're maxing out your Ross, you're doing more and above, more than that, and you will be in great shape. Um, the alternative is to plan for more than 15% if you're concerned at all about the pension being reduced or changed in any way. The same math applies. Uh, there are certain areas here where you might want to be talking to an advisor to make sure you're considering all the math. Um, you know, you've got a gap between 55 and 65 in, in insurance, health insurance, but maybe that's covered by your by your employer. You've got gap insurance. Those are things to consider. The final piece that I'll let you touch on is when you're talking about a pension and a pension only, there's no legacy planning there. So when you die, that pension's gone. Now, ideally, you're going to um, a, a kind of select a, uh, a joint uh, amount. So your spouse would get some if you predeceased and you would have some kind of period certain. Those are all kind of standard things. But when you both pass away, that's gone. So if you're relying only on the pension, you're not – if your idea is to have some for the family or children or grandchildren – Obviously, that's not going to be there. So supplemental planning is key. How you approach that is up to you. What say you, Logan? Yeah, so it sounds like they're in great shape, 85% plus Social Security. So in your calculation, you weren't adding in the extra Did Social say that? Security. 
Well, eighty-five percent of their salary would be pensions, but then they would maybe Unless they don't get teachers. social. Yeah, maybe they don't get social security. That's yeah. fair. Well, I mean, you just, if they do, that's wonderful. But yeah, you, you can't so that. so let's assume that you don't get social security. You use Quint's math, and and that works great. If you're been building and been saving into a Roth, or maybe even some additional monies that goes outside of retirement. I'm going to pull on my inner Daniel here and say that if you're doing a financial plan and we had a meeting with you, we would be really focusing on what are your goals? What are the things that you want to accomplish now in retirement? If you have a nice stable income that you feel comfortable living off of, you have money in accounts that's that's available, what are the things you want to do? Is it travel? Is it a second home? Is it giving charitably? Those things are so important as you approach retirement age and in retirement age that you want to account for those as well because maybe your spending is going to look a lot different than it does now while you're, while you're working or your giving is going to look different. So making sure that, yeah, we're in a good financial situation. We can do some pretty easy math to figure out how much we'll need out of accounts, how much we need to um, invest in order to be on a good path. Pensions make it relatively easy to have a, a good layout of what the future looks like. But now it's time to dream. It's time to lay out what the next goals for the next phase in life are. Your goals, your life, your planning does not end at retirement. It just kind of starts. You have another 30 years or so that you have left of your planning horizon that you want to just make sure you factor in. I think the only other thing I would consider is, uh, again, expansion of uh, expenses in the form of inflation and additional Mm -hmm. expenses that most people don't uh, consider. When we do planning for folks, there's two variables that we put into all of our plans that most people do not consider, and that is out-of-pocket health care expenses. Everybody seems to assume, and that's dangerous, that Medicare will cover everything. That's not the case. Understand that. You have supplemental policies. You have prescription policies. You also have out-of-pocket that Medicare, for example, won't take care of if you want a certain procedure that's not covered. LASIK, good example. Uh, there's two types of LASIK procedures. One is covered by Medicare. One is not. I cannot believe you used a coupon for my surgery. I want to know how much you saved. Half off the second eye. Sometimes that's just a normal choice. Other times your health does not allow you to get the normal Medicare procedure. I'm only speaking from experience because we had a client who went through that. So there's a, a consideration for how much money. We actually budget about $500 a month out of pocket during retirement for each individual for healthcare expenses. The second is end of life care, meaning it's expensive to die. Uh, meaning you could you know, need in-home care your last couple of years of life. You could have to go to a facility. Now, we're not insurance salesmen. We're not like going, oh, that's why you buy insurance. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about there needs to be money there in order to bury you, right? Burial expenses, you, you know, the actual funeral costs, et cetera. So we budget in those expenses that a lot of people don't consider. So when you're thinking about income replication, replication, income, whatever, rep- Rep- replicating, yeah, replication. That was fire. That was nice. Replicating your income, <laughs> you also have to consider in some additional expenses that may 
you may not have considered. And that's kind of where working with an advisor comes in. But, you, I mean, you can figure this stuff out as well. So hopefully that uh, provided some color there. Uh, you can, if you haven't already, make sure you understand your, your the health of your pension. There's a lot of websites out there that break down various pension uh, liabilities and, and the health. And I'm sure they do a good job of, of articulating that to you as well um, and, and understand the insurance that backs up that, that pension plan as well because that's uh, pretty important. Okay, uh, Russ, thanks so much again for the question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. If you do have a great question or a mediocre question, let us be the judge of that, I guess. Send it to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.